BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's me, Chriselle Lim, co-founder and CMO of Bumo. As a busy working parent myself, I felt like there was a lack of options for parents and I personally needed more support. So that's what we're doing here on Being Bumo. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. So subscribe now to Being Bumo at applepodcast.com slash beingbumo or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, gotta go. See you guys soon. There are people that lead and invent and innovate, and then there are people that mimic. And you have this trail of mimicking people behind you and they mimic, but they don't know what they're actually creating or how they can make it better or anything else about it. They just copy it. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jill Dunn, and I'm here virtually with my co-host, Carlene Higgins. Hey, Carlene. Hey, guys. So we have a founder episode for you today. And not only are we in a brand new year, but we are, of course, entering a brand new decade. And I think, Jill, that's why you and I were really thinking about the future of beauty when we decided to sit down with today's guest, beauty founder, industry pioneer, and all-around beauty editor darling, Dr. Rob Acreage, a.k.a. Dr. Rob. Dr. Rob is a scientist, and he's done everything from study marine biology and botany to researching AIDS vaccines. And that is until he pivoted toward the beauty business, applying his scientific skills to his most famous invention, the Clarisonic cleansing device. Now he's back with a brand new skincare invention that really ticks off a lot of those boxes that we think about when we think about the innovations that are going to come pouring in in the next 10 years. So sustainability, customization, and getting professional-like results at home. Expectations are high. I mean, the Clarisonic was iconic. It was groundbreaking. And I mean, I even remember I went to Seattle. I made my own Clarisonic in my beauty editor days at magazines. And (laughs) it even has my name on it. I still have it. And I just feel like- one fan. Absolutely. And I feel like everyone had one in their showers. They really Mm -hmm. did. It just defined that era. And the Clarisonic to date has sold more than 15 million units around the world. 
Yeah, I remember every beauty editor had one. Of course, L'Oreal snapped up the company back in 2011, and much to many fans' surprise, they retired the brand forever in 2020, RIP. Yeah, and I honestly really was confused myself about why. And I read about it a little bit more in actually the New York Times, and they had a statistic from the MPD group, and they said that the whole category of facial cleansing Mm -hmm. devices had been in had been in double-digit decline for at least three years. So that kind of, when you see that, you're like, well, they had no choice, really. Yeah, yeah, I guess it had its moment and then it peaked. But I think it's interesting because I feel like at-home skincare devices have never been bigger than they are right now. We get asked so often about devices. So it was interesting in that same article, the MPD also said that the demand for laser light therapy devices are up by 41% and facial toning devices, the demand for those are up by 150%. So it kind of makes sense why Dr. Rob has now turned his talents to a brand new skincare appliance called the Opulus Beauty Treatment System. And of course, this is totally different. This once again will be a whole new category and it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see if it reaches that like peak status the way that everybody's after like an at-home laser mask right now. So totally. let us tell you what it is. Um, first of all, full disclosure, we don't have it. It's uh, only available for pre-order on January 25th and then they're shipping in March. The Opulus Treatment System, it's going to retail for four ninety five. dollars And it comes with the Opulus Activator. So that's the brand new invention. It's an appliance. And it also comes with a one-month regimen of individual Opule treatments. That's another brand new innovation. And together, these form a personal beauty lab. So the Activator, it takes that individual Opule and it whips it up into a freshly blended heated formula in seconds. And it's designed to give you maximum potency and optimal absorption. So just imagine like- done. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yes. So just imagine it's like you're at the end of the assembly line and there's this freshly whipped up, you know, formula and you got to use it first. It's like fresh AF, right? And then in terms of what's in the opule treatments, the first skincare launch is a retinol product and there will be three pre-programmed what they're calling ramp up regimens with different potencies of retinol. So levels one, two, or three. So three is the most potent. Mm -hmm. I believe that one has 0.1% for the strongest formulation. So Dr. Rob, he's going to explain all of this in today's episode. But first, you're going to hear about the rise and fall of the iconic Clarisonic cleansing brush. Dr. Rob speaks out about how he felt that moment when L'Oreal shuttered the business last year. Plus, we find out how we took on all of the knockoffs that the device spawned. And finally, do you really need a $500 skincare appliance? Find out why his second first-to-market invention might have you whipping out your credit card again. Here he is. Welcome, Dr. Rob. Hey, friends. I'm pausing for a moment to let you know about a hair care must from one of our show partners, Nutrafol. So thinning hair is one of those topics that's just not talked about enough, but so many women experience it. In fact, nearly 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. And I know anecdotally, so many of my friends ask me about a solution to thinning hair and they often feel alone, like they're going through it by themselves. So I really am excited to tell you about Nutrafol today. It's a 100% drug-free and physician-formulated oral supplement 
supplement, and it aims to improve hair quality and growth, particularly in women with thinning hair. And what it does, it's really targeting the root causes of thinning hair, like stress, environment, and nutrition. So there's two different formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness. So that means less shedding through all stages of life. So you can actually head to their website. They have a whole hair wellness quiz and you'll get your personalized product recommendation. And, you know, for me, I don't have thinning hair, but I do shed constantly. So anything that's going to help me grow healthier hair over time, and I'm not like, you know, leaving tons of hair in my bathtub, I'm here for it. And it's good to keep in mind that patience is key. Healthier hair does not grow overnight. And it's good to keep in mind that healthier hair growth takes time. So in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months taking Nutrafol. So we have a special offer just for Breaking Beauty listeners. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and using promo code breaking. New customers will get 20% off. This is their best offer available anywhere. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. So you'll get 20% off at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com and use our promo code BREAKING. We'll link to that offer in our show notes and on our blog. And now back to the show. So your Instagram bio says you're a scientist, entrepreneur, and innovator. Did you have that on your vision board as a kid? (laughs) (laughs) No, I did not have that on my vision board as a kid. My vision board was actually to become a marine biologist, like Jacques, the time was Jacques Cousteau, you know, and, you know, mm-hmm. swim with the dolphins and all of that. But what yeah. you quickly discover is that there are very few of those jobs available. And those that are um, just don't pay very much. You can't really live unless yeah. you, you know, fish and eat what you study. <laughs> right, right. And, and where did you grow up? Where was home for you? And so I was born like- in Alabama. But actually, I was raised in Texas, San Antonio. I'm okay. half Hispanic, so my mom is Sanchez, and my father's mm-hmm. Caucasian. And they got a divorce when I was nine, and we moved to San Antonio to live with my mom's family. So you you were in, living in Texas, and so wh- how did you get inspired to you know even think about starting a career in science? Like, were you the kid with the science fair? Like, what were you doing? Yeah, no, I was actually I, I was the first one to go to college out of my mom's family, and my mom was very. Uh, discipline in her mantra. It was, if you want to do that, you got to go to college. If you want to do that, you got to go to college. So whenever I bring up a career, she say, you want to do that, you got to go to college. Well, um, I'm the only one in the family, like I said, that went to college. And the um, strange thing is that I love science. I love marine biology, but I just couldn't find a program that would match. And we had no money. I mean, it was a, you know, broken home. Uh, single mom, and she had no education, and she basically worked in a dress shop and supported me and my grandmother. And so, if I was going to do it, I had to do it on my own. And that, I guess, that drive. You know, Oprah talks about a little light inside everybody. Well, I guess mine was shining pretty bright, and so I just kept pushing forward. And anytime an obstacle got in my way, I figured a way around it. Decided I'd go to the University of Texas, but I had to start out in a junior college because my high school grades weren't that great. And so I basically found out that if you went to junior college, you could transfer to the University of Texas uh, without having to go through the regular process. So I thought, ah, mm-hmm. loophole. So I got in, <laughs> <laughs> went over there and I got in and then had like 3.2, 3.3 GPA from the University of Texas. So it wasn't like yeah. I was a slacker or anything. And, and 
from there on, I just kept going. So long before you came to invent the iconic Clarisonic, you did earn a PhD in infectious diseases and immunology. I mean, so Correct. relevant today, honestly. Yeah, it is. That degree, I was actually at Texas A&M, and I worked on a parasite that lives inside your blood vessels. It's the true alien, and this disease can, and parasite can be found in Africa and in Brazil and other parts of the world. And all you have to do is step in water and you actually end up getting it with the parasites there. It goes through your skin. And so I looked at avoid escape mechanisms during that time. How does it avoid your immune system, which is your defense system? And then from there, I went to work on HIV-1 in a very fancy biological safety level three lab where I worked with the virus for over 10 years of my life, either on the virus or in AIDS vaccines. Wow, such important work. And so you'd actually like set up this whole network, like you're working with people all around the world for trying Correct. to find a vaccine, right? Right. So we would fly around the world to places where most people don't want to go but for tourism, you know, Haberoni, Botswana, you know, Blantyre, Malawi, Chiang Mai, Thailand. And we would set these things up and make sure that they were functioning the same way. Because if you're going to do a clinical study, you have to make sure the data that comes out of that study is able to be interpreted in the same way. So everything has to be done exactly the same way throughout the world so that the mm -hmm. information that's coming out of the people is actually the consistent and the same. So, mm. yeah, it was fun. I loved doing it. I learned so much about other people, other cultures. Uh, it was a very humbling experience. Uh, you know, as Canadians and as people from the United States, you know, you realize how privileged you really are. Even the poorest mm -hmm. poor here is not poor compared to other parts of the world. And that was incredible you know, life-saving work that you were doing. So I think a lot of people probably have asked you this before. How did you end up going from working on AIDS vaccines to working in beauty? Well, what happened is after my second postdoc, I love Seattle area. I fell in love with mm. the Pacific Northwest, which is where I did my postdoctoral fellowship. Usually after that, you go out and set up your own lab somewhere. And places that had openings were places I didn't really want to go to. Uh, I didn't want to go to the Midwest in that area. So I looked for a job and I found this opening for this small startup company. And that was a Sonicare toothbrush. And I was a senior mm -hmm. scientist for them. And we sold that to Philips Electronics. And I worked for Philips for about a year. And then uh, went back to the Fred Hutch, like I told you, and set up the global network of labs. Mm -hmm. All the while, I was actually also working on creating a product called Clarisonic. So is it taking the really taking the technology that came from the Sonicare toothbrush and applying it to a face brush? Is it sort of as simple yeah. as that? Yeah, people thought it was that simple. And we did too at the beginning. And that was one of the, the big mistakes. So, you know, the, the bristles on a toothbrush are a certain material. You cannot use that material. It's great for your teeth, but you can't use it on the skin. So we had to figure out what type of material, nylon bristles or whatever kind of bristles we needed. And then the other thing is the bristles had to be a certain shape and a certain diameter. And all of that worked in concert with the, the, the movement of the, of the motor and the amplitude of the bristles. So it was a very complex problem. But we thought it was going to be straightforward. Oh, you just change it and put it on your skin. Can't work. Mm -hmm. And did you know anything about skincare when you started? Like, did you have your own routine? Um, I had a mice. <laughs> no, I do now, but not then I did not. You know, big part of the appeal was the exfoliation factor. Thinking back to those days, probably I think physical exfoliators were big, like scrubs and that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. But I remember sitting in presentations with you there and looking at slides. Right. 
And the benefits went beyond exfoliation, right? It yes. actually impacted your skincare after that. Is that right? Right. Because it was actually allowing your products to absorb better, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that was due to the fact that it was removing the skin cells that needed to come off for that day, but it wasn't like a microdermabrasion. You know, the peak of Clarisonic's heyday wasn't until a few years after that. I believe you officially launched in 2004. So what was the moment when you were like, okay, I really am onto something here and this is going to be a whole new category that people finally understand now? Well, when we were developing the actual prototypes, we had a team of estheticians because as to your point, I was not at that time an expert. I consider myself a skin expert now. But then we would have these estheticians that would give prototypes to and they kept throwing them back at us saying, oh, this is horrible. This is horrible. And then one day I went, we only had one and we had to pass it around to these people. And I went and knocked on the door and uh, uh, she didn't want to give it back to me. <laughs> and, and I said, well, she goes, can I keep it a couple more days? I'm really seeing some results. And it's like, okay. And then I go to the next one with that same prototype, same thing. They didn't want to give it up. So when you have to pull something out of somebody's hand, uh, that's when you know you've got something. Oprah, all of a sudden, it was on her radar. Yeah, yeah that was interesting. Uh, Oprah was amazing is that we were trying to get it to her, like every brand in the world, trying to get something to Oprah for her television show. And um, she actually found out about it through a dermatologist of, of another, I think, person on her set. And she fell in love with it. We didn't have to do anything because she tried it and she loved it. And mm. uh, yeah, so... Uh, she held it up in front of the cameras and told everybody, you have to buy this thing. It tightens my pores. And within 24 hours, you could not find a Clarisonic anywhere in the United States. They were sold out. And we had a war room that we set up and we had all the retailers and we had how many can we produce and who's going to get what? And Saks Fifth mm-hmm. Avenue gets this many, Neiman's gets this many. You know, So we had it set up so we were constantly. It took months and months to, to build up enough inventory that they'd actually stay on the shelves. Meanwhile... Wow. I was sort of uh, drafted into being a QVC host (laughs) and and sit and talk about Clarisonic. But um, the thing about that was that that was not my intention. My intention was just to educate them on the science. And then they drafted me. And I was I was on there from 2007 when Oprah hit. I couldn't be on air for more than three or four minutes because everybody was trying to buy one. Now, a lot of people were fans of the product, but some estheticians over time weren't so much fans of the Clarisonic. Did you ever catch wind of that feedback and what was your response to it? Yeah, oftentimes when that happened, it was actually um, the fact that they weren't using it properly. They didn't have enough water. They didn't have enough cleanser, you know, and so you can't use this powerful appliance or device on your skin without some kind of lubrication, water even. Uh, and that's what was going on. They were just dry brush and they would have problems. Mm. Also, some people, it's just not their thing. That's why yeah. our, our cosmetic beauty world is amazing. I mean, think of how many thousands and thousands of products are launched every year, every yeah. year. And it's they don't crazy. fit. It's not one size fits all. It does not exist, yeah. which is great. I know that in 2011, L'Oreal acquired Clarisonic for mm-hmm. an undisclosed amount. I mean, based on my Googling, I couldn't find it. But uh, <laughs> still under the closed. <laughs> but thank you very much, L'Oreal. <laughs> and 
And I know that you personally worked in-house at L'Oreal for six years before leaving in 2018. Um, And so within two years of you leaving, actually witnessed kind of the unimaginable, which was the fall of this blockbuster, huge, iconic product in 2020. L'Oreal liquidated the brand, discontinued. It caused a frenzy. Everyone's on eBay looking for the brushes. So how did you personally feel when you heard the news? So I was a part of the actual global launch, you know, in L'Oreal, that's what they do best is they have a pipeline of distribution and supply chain and all that other stuff. And they can basically plug in a product and then distribute it around the world. They are masters at that and at marketing, you know, they can put marketing campaigns and starts in the United States and it can be all over the world within weeks if they want to. I mean, they sincerely tried their best. I'd be in Paris in meetings and heads of L'Oreal were all saying, you've got to help, you've got to sell this thing. The truth of it is the amount of money you can make off an appliance is less than you can make off a bottle of shampoo. It's all money. And I don't blame them for doing that. I mean, that's they have to look at their business and make it drive and be successful. I think the, the issue is that uh, a lot of people aren't going to be able to enjoy the, um, the benefits of sonic cleansing. Your group chat must have been lit up that day. Yeah, when you it was. saw that come <laughs> through. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty wild. So, um yeah, and then people still tell me. In the yesterday, I had a friend in South Africa text me a picture and said, "It's not charging anymore." He had an old oh. Clarisonic, and I, he goes, "Is there anything I can do to help it?" And I said, "It's past its lifetime. It's been around for mm. way longer than it should be." Mm-hmm. And so he says, "I can't get any more." It's like, yeah, you can't. Don't and you all have these a other so, room? <laughs> yeah, I, I, a personally do, I personally do have several, but the yes, thing, I'm sure. But but the thing is, is that that void is now being filled by products that personally I still don't think are anywhere near what Interesting, Because there were a lot of knockoffs, you know? Yeah. There are people that lead and invent and innovate. And then there are people that mimic and you mm-hmm. have this trail of mimicking people behind you and they mimic, but they don't know what they're actually creating or how they can make it better or anything mm-hmm. else about it. They just copy it. It happens in all industries. Beauty industry is rampant, especially like, we want to do a whole episode about like Amazon selling knockoffs. Like, and it's oh, so yeah. hard to tell online. And um, I think I finally understood the difference of the Clarisonic, like as a journalist, when I literally saw it under like a slow motion kind of blue light thing. And you could physically see how different yes. the bristles were actually moving. Yeah. And it's just like that yeah. moment. You're like, that is obviously patented and can't be re, you know, replicated kind of right. thing. I want to take a quick pause to tell you guys about one of today's show partners, Sakara. So anyone out there make a New Year's resolution to go plant-based with their eating in 2021? Anyone doing the veginary? Is that how you call it? Veginary thing? I find that even being mindful of eating one plant-based meal a day makes me feel less sluggish and more motivated. If you'd like some help with your goals, Sakara makes it easy to create rituals that last. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful, plant-rich ingredients designed to boost energy, improve digestion, and get your skin glowing. And their menu of creative, chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners changes weekly, so you're never going to get bored. And it's delivered fresh anywhere in the U.S., Right now, they've got a pumpkin pie parfait on the menu with spiced pumpkin puree, flax, and maple cinnamon granola. Like, that's what I want to eat after I come back from a run. 
Yum. Along with delicious plant-rich meals, Saqqara also offers daily wellness essentials for optimal nutrition. Saqqara's supplement packs called The Foundation and their Metabolism Super Powder deliver support for gut health, energy, immunity, and healthy skin. If you've been curious about Saqqara and just haven't taken the plunge yet, it's a great time to get started using our exclusive promo code. Right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash beauty or enter beauty at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash beauty to get 20% off your first order. We'll link to this offer on our blog and in our show notes, sakara.com slash beauty. And now back to today's guest. So Clarisonic, it's safe to say, is in the rear view, leaving yes. that behind in 2020, like so much else. Um, so let's talk about your next venture uh, launching later this month. It's called Opulus. So yes. first of all, why did you want to start another beauty brand and from scratch, no less? When I look at the industry, I see a lot of the same things. It's a jar, it's a bottle, it's a tube. It has a key ingredient that makes it different than the competitor's but they're pretty much the same. And, and we've talked in the past, historically, that's the way it's been in the cosmetic industry from the very beginning. Some nude cream comes out in a different jar. And I thought, you know, our skin doesn't behave like that. Those jars have been designed to be a three-month supply. And, you know, once you get through with that, you go buy another jar. But our skin is changing every day, every week. And it's not fun anymore. It's not exciting. It's not like I can see the results. I'm excited about using this product. It's more, you know, just the same old routine. So I thought if you're going to innovate, uh, and the reason I like innovating is because I love people. And I love to help people out. And so when when you see the fact that it's sort of just the same stuff, uh, dressed with marketing, uh, I thought, okay, this is what, I was in actually a weird place. I was in a chocolate shop and I uh, saw each chocolate was different. And I thought, wow, that's cool. It's so different. Each one tastes different. I went, Oh my goodness, that's what skincare needs to be. It needs to be something that for that moment, you can have the peak potency, you can drop it in, you can activate it, you can get your own moisturizer, your own serum, your own hair treatment product, your own body product within seconds and apply it to your skin and have not only a typical routine, but you can have an, an experience that touches all your senses, smell, feel, warmth, you know, everything. And that's what we're trying to create. Okay. We ourselves have not had a chance to try Oculus. So what can you tell our audience who are listening? They want to understand more. What's sort of like the 30 second pitch? What makes this so different? What you're working on? So the elevator pitch is that we've created the first cosmetic appliance that when you open it up and you place in one of our Opules, you can have the best skin ever by having actives that are potent and activated right in front of your eyes. And you've now created a personal lab for you that's wireless. Mm-hmm. It's not plugged into like a coffee pot. It's wireless. It's charged up like a Clarisonic used to be. And you can just open the lid, put in whatever you need for that day, and away you go. You call it a, an appliance versus a device. What's right. the distinction? In your well, mind? a device device is something you put on your skin, and it does something to your skin, like the Clarisonic mm-hmm. was cleansing. This is a a standalone. It's the chemistry that's really unique here. And we're able to change that chemistry any way we want to by using our appliance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to go to an analogy, it's just like those coffee makers. If you have all those different types of pods, we can have all the different types of opules. Different skincare. Different skincare. So I'm curious about your first offering, which is 
retinol plus skincare. Is that right? Correct. So it's a waterless retinol formula. Yes. Let's talk about how it's different and why it's important. Okay. So one of the things that happens, everybody's heard about retinol. It's been around for years and years, 40 years. It truly, truly works. There's one problem with it is if you use it at the wrong dose and use it too often in the beginning, your skin revolts and it gets red and irritated and dry and flaky. And so what has to happen is the esthetician or the beauty person or your dermatologist has to walk you through what they call retinization. That means as you go through time and using it, you go through this period of adjustment and your skin basically becomes used to it. And then, then you start seeing the benefits. Now to get through that retinization period, it's a huge hurdle for a lot of people. People will use their retinol out of a jar. And then the next thing you know, uh, they're red and irritated and they say, I can't do this anymore. They, they back off. And so they don't get to see the actual benefits. So what we've designed is a curated collection. Think of it as a, sort of a cosmetic advent calendar. So you have a box, you have a box and the box has 28 days in it. And you start on day or actually 28 nights. You start on night one and it's retinol. And it's at a certain, I mean, we have, we have three kits like that, three advent calendar kits. It's just a high, medium and low. So you start out in the low night one, you use it. It actually blends, you apply it to your face, you sleep on it. And basically that's the retinol. The next day it, it's a soothing, calming uh, opule with allantoin in it to actually calm the redness in your skin. And so, you know, we're basically setting it up. All you have, it's mindless. All you have to do is start up at day night one and go all the way through 28. And it's building up the concentration without having you to do the irritation. Now, what doctors do or estheticians do in the, in the old, old time with all the other retinol products is they basically say, oh, you have to dilute it one-to-one -one with moisturizer in the beginning or put moisturizer in your face and then put your retinol on top or skip every other day, only use it three times a week, mm -hmm. you know, and then the consumer is just like, what? It's just too much. So we've, mm -hmm. we've laid it out for you, you know, start at night one, go through. And then by the time you get through the first um, curated collection, then it's like, okay, you can either stay there if you like the results or you can go on to the next level and you increase your retinol on the next level, and you can go on to the next level and you increase it to the to the maximum level that we think is appropriate right now. So it's very like habit forming. So you're like yes. doing the same thing every single night, but just yep. you've you've done all of the guesswork or whatever. Yes. You eliminated the guesswork. And so the opules are actually solid at room temperature. You drop them in the the appliance. It yep. does its thing, heats it up, and then you can like squirt it out into your hand like it would feel and look like a regular serum. Right. So what you do is yeah. you put it, you open up the lid of the activator. So we call it the mm -hmm. activator and you put it in the opule and you close the lid. And when you close the lid, it basically smashes the opule down and starts a heating process when you hit the button and then it mm -hmm. blends it. There's a little um, blade inside that blends it. And then afterwards you open it up and you can either take it out with your hands. Most people think, Oh, I'm sticking my fingers in a jar. Remember, this is your single use. You know, you just take it all, use all of it. Right. Uh, and you, we will have a little a spatula like you know, right. brush for application uh, for those that want it. But the idea is that you just reach in, use it, and then wipe off the bowl, wipe off the blade, and away you mm -hmm. go. And the other question I had is, you know, I feel like the appliance itself, it makes so much sense that you would be behind this innovation having come from Clarisonic. Is there any kind of secret sauce with the 
formulations themselves in terms of who you've tapped or who you're testing it on or anything that, you know, we should be aware of? The secret sauce is that um, first, it's never been done before. My partner is the is the lead uh, inventor on those, uh, having to figure out how to keep the cream inside the shell, the coat, the coat, the outside part. That's um, been a lot of frustration, a lot of failures. People think it's just easy; you mix something up and away you go. But no, it's not. And so that's the the magic. Because we actually have a lot of triglycerides. Uh, proprietary blend that actually makes up that outer coat. Uh, and those yeah. triglycerides are similar to the ones that you can find in your skin. So uh, it's very compatible with what you have. Uh, we, we're very aware of, you know, green and safe chemistry. So we try not to use any kind of ingredients that might cause issues. So, yeah. So the, the, the exciting mm-hmm. part is that we've reinvented, reimagined uh, cosmetic chemistry. So do you think that the single serve ass idea is actually more potent or more effective at all? Like, have there been clinical studies done on the efficacy or is that it's just easier and more tolerable for your skin to use and therefore you'll see the results? I think both let you know our clinicals are still going on. I mean, look at the world we live in. It's hard to have people come in and you touch them and feel them and photograph them. And so we're still working on that. But we know that retinol already is a, is a proven ingredient and active. And the fact that we do have it in a waterless formula protects it. And then we have the coat that protects it. So yeah, I think that a single serve is what you need. And it is more important because encased in, and it's just this unique, it's not just a gimmick. It's not just like, oh, we created these things that it's a gimmick. It's that we're actually protecting the actives and keeping them separate uh, for example, the, the soothing calming one, the one that we're talking about retinol before, but the one that's for those times when you're not using uh, retinol, that particular one has allantoin in it, which actually is known to be calming, but at a certain percentage in typical cosmetic formulations, it drops out, it precipitates, it crystallizes. It's really hard for those formulators to create something that really has enough in it that's going to do a big, uh, show you a big difference. In our case, we can keep those separate until the last second and then blend it. And then that allantone is readily available. It's not crystallized. It goes on warm. It absorbs better because it's warm. And you see the benefits of the ingredient. I think we see a lot of like inventors and entrepreneurs with their second life. You've learned something from the first time around. One question on that front is how do you think you'll deal with knockoffs? You know, that was so rampant with the Clarisonic. Are you anticipating that at all? Well, what's interesting with Clarisonic is no one knew that you could use a, a brush to clean your skin, right? Mm-hmm. And so these knockups, what they ended up doing is that first, they were not very good. And second of all, all it did was build awareness for Clarisonic. I see that that's the same thing that's going to happen here. Opulus is the number one. We are the first. We're a luxury item. And because of that, we know that there are going to be people that are going to make cheap and expensive things that aren't going to be that great. But it's going to let people know, oh, I can use an appliance to get good cosmetics. And we'll always be there innovating two steps ahead of them so that we can actually uh, stay ahead of the pack and be the leader and not fall behind. There was like 21 different knockoffs coming into the United States from other countries mm-hmm. And we stopped it. I mean, we, there's ways to do it. I, I know those ways, you know, we will, you know, use legal action when needed. And um, 
mm-hmm. but it's just extra money and it distracts you from creating. And if you just focus on innovation and being the best you can be and showing cool things every couple of months to your consumers, those people get left in the dust and they're just like gnats. They're a nuisance. You just sort of swat at them and just ignore them and keep focused on what you're doing. And then, so is it going to be direct to consumer or will be people be able to find it in stores or what? what's the plan for that? Well, as, as you know, retail has changed <laughs> yes. uh, in a big way. Um, and so we're going direct to consumer with our initial offering. And then we're in conversations with select retailers. Uh, I'll have, you know, uh, I may have mentioned it to you before, is that every retailer out there has approached us once at you know, et cetera. But right now we're just saying, okay, let's just see what happens, you know, when we give it directly to our own consumers. And there's some brands right now that are just doing that alone. Yeah. Yeah, They're making good money. Totally. And who do you think this is best for Dr. Rob? Like if someone out there in their 20, they want to try it, someone Mm -hmm. 60 plus, like who do you recommend it for? Right now we've, we've picked one active ingredient, retinol, that's for aging, you know, age mature skin. And so there'll be a certain segment of the population that want to use it, but it's never too um, early to start. Uh, you should start mm-hmm. when you, when you feel like you, your skin is changing, you start using it. But in the future, we're going to be developing things that will be for everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. and down the road, not really in the next year or so, but down the road, we could create acne treatments for people that have yeah. acne. Uh, we can create, you know, you name a, pro- a product, we can create hair treatments. And the great thing about this brand is that we can partner with other companies that already have knowledge in a specific area, like hair treatment. We can actually mm-hmm. work with them and create opules that will go in line with their brand and then brand them as their brand that we make through Opulous Beauty Labs. I think it's so interesting because there there have been just in the past couple of years, We've seen some luxury brands that are coming out with like individual uh, packets mm-hmm. for skincare, you know, and it yeah. just seems so, this seems so miles away from that, which also is kind of wasteful, like right. a million yeah. individual yeah. packets. Yeah. You took yeah. the words right out of my mouth is that, you know, you'll notice that in our, you know, our box of curated collection, it's paper. Uh, we make sure mm-hmm. we don't use foil on it so you can recycle it, or we make sure that it's a high enough quality that you want to repurpose it. Uh, no plastics. We try to minim- minimize plastics when we can. I mean, it's we need to, the world, this is a general statement, the world needs to innovate better on things that do help our environment. Could you give us a like teaser of what might be after the retinol that we could expect or no? Well, we're looking at several different areas. I mean, the other thing is that, you know, like with Clarisonic, there was the Clarisonic. With Opulous Beauty Labs, because we're labs, we can have the, the activator. But that also gives us the liberty to create other things independent of that that people have never seen before. So we've got other ideas. And, you know, it's, we're going to be going down the skin treatment area. And so that would be like face masks and serums and all of that. Maybe just some advice for anybody out there. We have a lot of entrepreneurs listening to our show and just people who I think there's been a lot of small businesses who are, you know, especially in the beauty game, trying to just get ahead. And it's been a little bit tough. Has there been any nugget of advice somebody gave you as a startup uh, that really helps kind of guide your day to day? Well, well um, my, you know, personally, my uh, stepfather told me once, never worry about making the money. 
Just be really passionate about what you're doing and the money will come. So if you're someone that believes in, in fragrance and you want to have a new perfume line, uh, you just go for it. You just, just create the best thing you can and then the rest will follow. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday.